When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I watched, I'll tell you this, I watched the, the holdover, the holdovers on the plane over. It's the Paul Giamatti movie. Um, he plays a, a um, college professor. That might be overstating. He plays a, a, hist- a school history teacher, and he's got this phrase. I paused it, rewound it, and typed it out. If you truly want to understand the present, you must begin in the past. History is not simply the study of the past. It is the explanation of the present. And that is why we have Shannon Gill join us every Thursday so that we know our history. Hello to you, Shannon. Hello, Jared. Uh, that's quite an introduction. I don't know if I can live up to that, but uh, oh, we're all... you, you... I know you can because I've seen your notes. They're beautiful. <laughs> well, we're all very, very jealous of what you're doing over there. But anyway, we can get involved. We're happy to. Um, so let, before we do Don, mm. let's just do the pre-Don Lane era. And did we see the Super Bowl in Australia and under what circumstances? Yeah. So I've gone back through lots of old newspapers and so forth and found what I can deduce is how we watched it through time. So the first ever Super Bowl that appears to have been on Australian television was in 1971. Now, that Super Bowl was played on January 17. We didn't get it live. In fact, we didn't get it until March 20. (laughs) So so we didn't see the Super Bowl. If you're in 1971, if you're an NFL fan, you had to wait two months, basically, to watch the Super Bowl. Now... I'm not sure if that triggered some interest or whatever, but from basically the next 10 years, it was on Channel 7 through the 70s, and it ended up being basically the week after the Super Bowl. So you would, you would have read about it in the, in the newspaper, uh, you, would, you could have seen the scores, but you could watch it roughly a week after it actually happens. Oh, that triggers so many memories for me. So my reference point for that is WrestleMania 3. <laughs> so that's 1987. Mm. So I'm 13. And we get the WWE on about a three-month delay. What we're seeing every mm. week is three months old. So it's March 29 at the Pontiac Silverdome. And, and we see it in the middle of the year, I reckon in June or July. Yeah. And it's on... If my memory's right, Superman the movie was on, and then it came on after that. So it's late at night. You had to make the proper commitment. But there was no in that world, you couldn't find out what had happened. 
that there was no risk of spoilers. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant were meeting, and it had happened months earlier, and there was no prospect that it was going to be spoiled as we came to watch it in the world of 1987. So that was the Super Bowl. A similar, a similar story. I, I, I lived through my WWF period too, so I know what you're talking about, Jared. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you could see the, see the scores in, in the newspaper, and there was always this sort of novelty value when it was on oh this is the american game and and you know if you and again this is a time when there wasn't much sport on television so and particularly american sports so even the super bowl being played a week or two later on television was a bit of a big deal and and there was news around the fact that it was on and this is what the rules are and so forth so it was it was explained to a degree but, uh, but yeah, you, you got it a couple of weeks later. And, in fact, you didn't... We never saw the Super Bowl live in Australia until 1984. Okay. So that's a fair lag of it being a delayed telecast and not just a delayed telecast by a few hours or the day. It was a yeah. week or so. All right. So is Don Lane the centrepiece in all of this? I think he is. I think he is for, for lots of reasons. And and this week I've, I've written a story that's up on Code Sports today and I actually spoke to Don's son, PJ, about yep. um, his memories of it all, which he has some great memories of. But Don, yeah, D- D- Don's a huge part of it for a few reasons. Um, first of all, to sort of set the scene with Don is that when he was hosting his Tonight shows on Channel 9, biggest TV star in Australia, there was a running joke at, or, or, or running sort of comment at, at Channel 9 Studios, don't tell Don the NFL scores. Don had a subscription service to, a video, uh, to the NFL some way and used to yep. get, get sent videos, like we talked about WrestleMania, used to get sent videos a month later and watch the games as if they were live. But his rule was, and he would start conversations with people, do not tell me the football scores from America. So he was, it, was, it was like a, it was a version of the, you know, if you don't want to know the scores, look away now kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> for a couple of weeks. <laughs> for, for a few weeks. So that was, that, that's, I suppose, that's a sign of his passion. Anyway, Don's, that part of his career is over. He's pretty much seen as yesterday's man, a washed up variety star. In the meantime, the NFL is, being, is bouncing around channels. You get the Super Bowl, you might get a few games here and there, um, different time slots. It was very hard to follow. People would, if you were one of the few that followed it, you would be very frustrated with it. Then, 1990 comes, the ABC get the rights for some reason and decide we're going to do it properly. And the first thing they do is they ring Don Lane. <laughs> so all of a sudden, the, the, instead of it being a, a really sort of ad hoc situation of, of programming, it's on every Tuesday night at 10.30, um, a proper match of the week with highlights of all the other games. And, of course, there's also Don doing his thing. So previously it was very much just tape comes on from America, gets yep. played, nothing else. We then had a situation where Don would get on with enthusiasm about the game because he had it. His opinions on the game were, were big on it. He would, he would tell people what's happening or who should be doing this or who should be doing that. Uh, and explain the game. So a lot of people in Australia that didn't, that were intrigued but didn't really understand what was going on, he was there to explain it. So that was the that was the whole 
um, idea of of it and why the ABC got him. But it was very unlikely at the time. You know, he was the commercial variety star host that he would end up being a sports commentator on ABC is, is very, very weird. So he, his legacy was already well enshrined, mm. but this becomes, this is a whole different phase for him and one that, well, it did change his persona to a degree and it, it's one that evidently he loved? Yes, yes. So clearly, like, he loved the game and, and chatting to his son this week, there's lots of fond memories of it. But, you know, he, he didn't have a job in TV at the time, gets that job and all of a sudden everything changes and he had this sort of running joke that he would say that in the 60s um, people would come up and ask for his autograph in the 70s people would come up and say my mother loves you (laughs) can I have an autograph in the 80s my grandmother loves you can we have an autograph (laughs) but in the 90s it was can I have an autograph my kids love you because they watch you on the NFL um, highlights show every, every Tuesday and so it, it became a huge cult hit. And I'm sure many of the people listening here that are NFL fans and many people in Australia that are NFL fans would have had their fandom, you know, developed at that time when, when Don Lane was hosting. And there's, yeah, there's lots of really cool stories around it. So what grew up around it? So Super Bowl parties, did Don go and host Super Bowls? Yes. Yeah, so this is, this is because, it was a, because it became this cult hit, the ABC actually started having live Super Bowl parties. So, yes, he did the Tuesday night show, but it was, okay, we're going to go live with the Super Bowl and let's have a party around it. So they would invite people into the studio, invite fans in. You would register, come into the studio, I think it was in Sydney, and he would host the links from there, and they'd do all sorts of things. You know, they'd have sort of challenges and stuff with with with, uh, with a footy and all that sort of stuff. And... And it got to a point that it became such a, such a buzz that Don, whether Don talked him into it or not, but he actually went over for two Super Bowls and hosted. The ABC sent Don over for two Super Bowls and hosted it. Now, the funny thing about all this and the really lovely story about all this and why his son remembers this so fondly is he said that he would, whenever, whenever there was... Um, Whenever he was on TV doing these Super Bowl parties, he'd always say, hi, PJ, at the end. Ah. Um, the shout-out to his little boy. The second time he went to, over to, to, to broadcast from, from the Super Bowl, he said to the ABC, I don't want to be paid for this gig. Do not pay me. But instead, you have to give me another ticket, another plane ticket. So this, this, this was a, one of the Dallas and Buffalo um, Super Bowls in the 90s, which I reckon yep. was probably the first one I ever watched. And he, he, so his son PJ comes over with him and with the intention of showing him the Super Bowl. Now, no, PJ no. doesn't have a ticket. So, Don, so Don, Don loads him up with equipment and says, we're going to sneak you in. Just carry the equipment. And yep. And will pretend you're 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 part of the crew. Now, I think someone in the crew has sort of probably said, "Don, PJ's ten years old. He probably doesn't <laughs> look like he's a part of the crew." So, Don's backup plan was, "Okay, to his to his son, if they ask you anything, you say you're a guest of the show because you're a soap opera actor in Australia." Of which PJ, of which PJ <laughs> says, 
um, what soap opera am I on? And Don says, um, I don't know any. Um, Coogee Beach, which is not a soap opera, Coogee Beach. It's kind of like a play on words of home and away, I guess. Anyway, so that's, that's the situation of Don's son going over to be his right-hand man in the broadcast booth. Um, for the Super Bowl and sneaking in to the Super Bowl uh, under the pretense that he was a, a soap opera actor on a fictitious uh, TV show in Australia. How absolutely lovely. Who, who do you think was the first Australian to host the Super Bowl? So, the, the, one, the, the, the first one I can find who did the live Super Bowl from, uh, in Australia, so who'd, who actually was involved in the live telecast of it here, Back in the studio, bit of a blast from the past. Daryl Eastlake. Oh! <laughs> Daryl Eastlake, Darryl really? Daryl Eastlake, the first ever live broadcast of the Super Bowl back to Australia was on Channel 9 in 1984. And who was the Aussie back in the studio? It was Daryl Eastlake. So. Terrific. Um, Post Don. Mm. So my, my memory is Eddie hosted a Super Bowl or two or maybe more. Did Simon O'Donnell play a role as well? Yeah, this is an interesting one. So it, the, the rights go to Channel 9 after the ABC um, and Eddie gets the gig. Now, the first year they had it, it was actually caused a lot of controversy because this is pre-multi-channels, of course. And it's when pay TV had just come in. So, you know, the pay TV reach was not great. We were still really relying on, pay, on, on free-to-air TV to get our sport. The 1997 Super Bowl, typically around the Australia Day weekend here, uh, it happened to clash with a test match. Australia and the West Indies were playing. Yes, yes. So Channel 9 didn't show it. (laughs) So they'd shown the whole season on the highlights packages with Eddie hosting it. They didn't show it. Instead, they showed it that night. On like on delay, right? um, Which a lot of people were upset about. Was if you're not you know, yes, you've got the cricket, that's fine. But if you've, you know, we've been watching all season and we're, we're now in the habit of watching it live with Don every year for Don's party, and now we don't get to watch it. So anyway, the next year they rectified that with Eddie goes over to the Super Bowl to uh, broadcast from there with Darren Bennett, who was the Australian who was playing in the NFL at the time. Yep. And then Simon O'Donnell was back in the studio here uh, doing, the, doing the links here. So that... Uh, that that was the way it was in that, you know, just before pay TV really sort of kicked in and, and our viewing habits changed. And does Don Lane play one more role before <laughs> we're all done? He does, actually. Well, there is a story that Don apparently pitched the NFL to Kerry Packer around that time. It's just that he didn't end up getting the gig hosting Right. It. But after Channel 9, it goes to SBS. And uh, the first year of SBS doing the, the Super Bowl here, Don Lane. For one year only, Don Lane came back and did it with SBS. And I was, I was actually chatting to Ed Wyatt yesterday, who hosted it then after Don. And he said, yeah, I had to follow in the footsteps of Don and how, how difficult that was. He is the Don of the way we have <laughs> followed our NFL in Australia. All right, so... Uh, 0433 you can join in 1-300-736-736 Jim from Vermont South Don's slogan was welcome to Monday night football on Tuesday night <laughs> yes that's terrific Jim lovely 
1300 A bit of know your history, how we've followed and watched the Super Bowl in Australia through the years. Shannon Gill is our guide. Melbourne's weather. Mostly sunny, a top of 22 for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. Reminiscing over how we've watched the Super Bowl through the years and Don Lane's central role in that. Our one correspondent went to Don Lane's Super Bowl party at the ABC Studios in 95 when Steve Young threw a touchdown pass to Jerry Rice in the first play of the game. Remember him getting angry because he said, this is going to be a whitewash. Have never worked a Super Bowl day. At the age of 46, one of my favourite days of the year, I like to watch from home eating hot dogs and wings. My wife has finally taken that day off this year to watch her new favourite player, Travis Kelsey. No, not because of Tay-Tay. She discovered his podcast last year and now loves the NFL. And there's a stack of 49ers fans. And that, that feels so for my vintage, that's where so many of you were drawn. Scott from Bayswater in WA. Another one from the Don Lane days. I followed Joe Montana over from the 49ers to KC. It took many years to pay off, but the Mahomes years have been amazing. It was all because of Don Lane. Became a 49ers fan. Great choice. Ten years later, I went to San Fran and went to the 49ers shop, etc. And got myself kitted out. That's Pete from Phillip Islands. What about this one? In 1988, rode and won on a horse called Candlestick Park for J.J. Miller in Perth. Owned by the then owners of the 49ers. Became a 49ers fan until Montana went to the Chiefs in 93. Now a Chiefs fan. And that payoff is big. And one correspondent remembers, I watched the 82 Super Bowl as an eight-year-old on the ABC on a black and white TV on the Australia Day holiday at our holiday house, 49ers versus Bengals in Detroit. And um, Shannon Gill is with us. We're recounting the history of these things. So the, the legacy teams, Shannon, are pretty, they're pretty rich mm. and clear as to where we associate with the game. Did you, what, what sort of chart did you come up with here? Yeah, so so this is uh, having a chat, and I know you uh, spoke to to Charlotte from NFL Australia the other day, and I've been doing a, a little bit of work with them over the, over the time on just finding out what how they're they're going here, and they have the that ladder of most popular teams that it, from the top, you've got Dallas at number one, you've got San Francisco at number two, Green Bay at three, Miami at four, New England at five, Kansas City at six, Philadelphia at seven. Las Vegas at eight, Atlanta at nine, and Seattle at ten. But you can see in those first five or six, there's eras of success that um, that are legacies for people. And I know, you know, I'm I'm not don't profess to be the the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan, but I am a Dallas Cowboys fan because yeah. I watched the, the um, them win a couple of Super Bowls with Don Lane, and and by the by the last one, I was I was locked in as a fan and was quite into it. So that's where my interest comes from. And, and the same happens, you know, as we're, we're hearing from 49ers fans about that slightly earlier generation. And then the, the modern part of that is Brady with the Patriots mm. and Mahomes with the Chiefs. So I'm struck by it. You don't have to go too far in, in our suburb to find kids wearing their Mahomes shirts. Yeah. And the interesting part with Brady is where some adults won't wear their Aussie footy Guernsey, yes. but they're quite happy to wear their Brady jersey wherever they go. Well, I think there was always an unwritten rule sometimes for among some people that uh, wearing a footy jumper if you weren't playing footy was banned after after a certain age. 
but it doesn't appear to be the way with with American sports. You can wear a, a, an NFL jersey or, a, or an NBA singlet at any age. Where do you think the Miami Dolphins fit? So they, they were the only yeah. one on that list I thought, oh, that's an interesting... That's an interesting... I mean, they did have, you know, going way back, they had their moments, I think, in the 70s. So whether it's, a, it's an overhang from that, um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. That's, that's what I would guess. Um, yeah, because the Cowboys makes perfect sense yeah. from the um, America's team from that yes. era. Yeah, but uh, Miami did have some success. I think, you know, I, I think of the Miami Dolphins have sort of have featured in pop culture. Yeah, well, the yeah. Miami. I feel like the Miami Dolphins had a had a had a place in Ace Ventura. Was that was that yeah. correct? Am so I that, right? That's the the other kicker is Ace Ventura, <laughs> I reckon, and I use kicker quite literally there, yeah. and the, the place of the Bills. Uh, in the scheme of things, and given that they've just missed wide right again, yes. they lost their place in the playoffs because of it. And you can win yourself a, 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 a caricature in an Ace Ventura movie. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Dan Marino, I, I guess. Yeah. I just wouldn't have had him pegged yeah. as quite a strong a figure. Uh, and the Dolphins haven't come through that much. But other, other than that, that list is very true with what we've experienced over the past couple of days in the vintage. Yeah, yeah. And so the growth to where we are now, so... What is it? So the first NFL official party in Sydney Harbour. Yep. The AFL's party is at Marvel Stadium. And there's a- any number of yeah. bars and th- that I've seen who are staging their own events. Exactly. And I know, like the Sporting Globe, for example, 20 venues that they've got nationally, I think they're expecting something like 12,000-plus people to right. turn up. Now, that's... Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's 12,000 people who have either taken a day off work or, or are taking a sickie which is yes which is interesting but that's how much it's grown and, and even and and i'm charlotte forgive me if charlotte mentioned this the other day when you were talking to her from from nfl australia but the streaming phenomenon in australia is really interesting in, in that they they see that there's more streamers in australia than other places for the for the nfl per capita and that with the regular the Monday morning ritual uh, is becoming that they see that they see real time streaming stats come through, and it, yep. so first thing Monday morning it goes up, it goes up high, and then in that sort of seven thirty to eight thirty period where people are driving to work, yeah, it yep. dips, and then when they get into work, you know, somewhere around that eight to eight thirty period or whatever, it goes back up. So clearly, people are watching it in their offices in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) So, so I I just wonder what bosses will be doing this week, (laughs) and and whether they'll be monitoring exactly what's going on for productivity on Monday morning. They'll be watching as well, Shannon. They'll be watching as well. Uh, yes, Miami Dolphins fans are Ace Ventura fans. Yes. <laughs> so that's coming through very strongly. <laughs> that's my uh, only guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's excellent. So the interview with PJ, uh, Don Lane's son, is on yeah. the code? On, on code today. Uh, you can get it at codesports.com.au. And, uh, yeah, it's a great chat. And, and obviously he's got very fond memories of his father, but... Um, I think we'd all have memories if we were introduced to the game via Don Lane and the whole unlikely story of how a, a guy who was a song and dance man ended up becoming a, a, a big sports guy that the kids loved. That's brilliant. Shannon, thank you for the work that you did there and, uh, and sharing it with us.
Great to see you, Jared. Enjoy you too, and enjoy Monday or Sunday. Oh, yeah, big times ahead. Uh, Shannon Gill, know your history and Don Lane's pivotal place in how we've come to find the NFL and how that's grown as the years have gone on. Here's Nathan in the newsroom.